Welcome to another episode of Jordan. Oh my god, I'm not ready. I woke up like an hour ago. So. Hey, I woke up half an hour ago. So oh, nice. Was, so you're ahead of my schedule. This is not the intro. No, this is not. This is me messing up. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Jordan JB Talk podcast. I am joined once again by the good buddy Will. Hey, it's me. I am back, and we're back to talk more movies. Yep, it's another episode of. Uh, it's not that bad. Um, this one we're going to be talking about uh, Captain Marvel. So a little, a little insight. Um, we did record this episode. We did a whole like was like sixteen minutes. Yeah, it was like it was a pretty good length episode. Felt pretty solid. And yeah. my mic didn't record the whole time. Yep. So we used, it picked it up on the iPad microphone, and everything was really echoey and sounded horrible. So my voice, because I'm using a different mic, was fine. But then, Will, you couldn't hear him. So. I sounded far away, and I was not far away. So I had to. We're, we're doing this again. And we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it right. Yes. But unfortunately, even though we're doing it right, we're still talking about Captain Marvel. So it can only be so good. Yes. <laughs> but um. All right. So yeah, I mean, we'll just get into it. Um, upon rewatching it, it kind of feels weird talking about it again because it's like kind of like now we're like beating a dead horse. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but that's what they did. So it's okay. <laughs> That's what the MCU's been doing for 10 years, but that's fine. That's totally fine. No, I'm, I'm joking. I, um, for what's worth, this movie held up way better the second time than it did the first time. Um, oh, yeah. the, the first time through, when I saw this movie, it was kind of in the shadow of Endgame coming out like two months later. And so, mm-hmm. like, Captain Marvel came out in like February. And I was like, I know nothing about this character. I haven't, I, I, I'm, I'm already established here as not really reading any of the comics. And so when they did the like teaser for her at the end of Infinity War, I was like, I don't know what that is. That's yeah. just that, that's just a symbol. Doesn't mean anything to me. Um, okay. <laughs> and so when when her movie finally came out, I was like, so this this movie needs to establish fully who this character is. And for what it's worth, it does that, but it also builds her up to be this giant. She's the savior of the Avengers. The Avengers aren't anything without Captain Marvel. They can't beat Thanos without her. She's Mrs. Important. Mm-hmm. And then in Endgame, she's not really in the movie that much. I was like. Was she? Did did we really need to do this? I think all they needed to do was just work together, and they didn't really need her at all. They yeah. just needed a better plan than just kind of going going in without without a plan to, <laughs> to Thanos. And so I, I don't know. I don't think I don't. I think it was all structured really weird, and I think that her movie felt really underwhelming when it came out because of the way that everything was released. And to go back and rewatch it isolated from that time period of like Endgame being the big thing and still kind of coming in off of Infinity War, it feels better now mm-hmm. as just part of the MCU instead of being the new big hot thing. Yeah. So yeah, so definitely she was kind of shoehorned in. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know what, what their end game was, but it was, <laughs> it was one of those again. This time it was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it was, yeah, it felt really because the character isn't that popular in the comic books. And now, you know, in the movies, she's probably not going to be that popular either. People don't seem to really take too well to her. And again, that's not like the actor's fault. It's not, you know, it's just, she just, you know, was given a role. She kind of did what she could with it. And I know a lot of people like dislike Brie Larson now because of what she said before. But it's like, you can't. She's just doing what she feels is right and what she, she kind of went in along with the script. So, and then unfortunately, the script is just kind of bland and like generic, but yet without having any of the kind of 
classic or like hero tropes that you will want to see the kind of the rise and falls of it oh yeah because something like iron man is definitely not i can't call the iron man movie like original the the first one it definitely takes from like the you know hero's journey the classic things like star wars that are built around that kind of same thing of a hero who has a big loss and learns a lesson and then revamps their life to 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 go forward Mm -hmm. iron man isn't really original but it's done really well within that, and they kind of know that they aren't original. But Captain, but Captain Marvel felt like, no, 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 you haven't seen this before. She has amnesia, and it's in the '90s, and oh, it's like, no. and it's like, okay, I, we, we know it's not. You aren't, you aren't reinventing anything. Yeah. But they, they, it's and it's like you said too. Um, I don't have the biggest problem with Brie Larson in the role. But I do have a slight problem, and that's only because she just doesn't have that same, like, Marvel charisma that some of the other people do. Yeah. People like Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth, they show up and they've already been doing this for a few years. And so they show up and they like, you can just tell that they want to be there and that they're like, that they care about the, the movie that they're doing. But she just doesn't have that glow yet that some of them yeah. do. And so that's not really her fault, but it definitely shows. She, de- it, it, I, she has this essence throughout the whole movie of kind of not really wanting to be there, I feel like. And it, they try to play it off as her being sassy and sarcastic, but it really just kind of looks like she doesn't care. And that's kind of too bad, because I don't mind. I don't mind a sassy character. I love Iron Man a lot as a character. He's probably my favorite, I don't know. And I love his sarcasm. I'm a sarcastic guy, and I can appreciate that. But her sarcasm in there, they try to play it off as, you don't have good control over your emotions. You're emotional. And actually, she's kind of bland, yeah. And just kind of doesn't really look like she cares that much, and it it's it's really weird. Yeah, it it definitely like shows that they really tried to be, like, oh, this is a Marvel movie. See, she's kind of got this back and forth, and she talks back to everybody. It's like, it is, but it's like, just not done well. It's not done in, the, in this, like you said, like in the way of Iron Man would. And you definitely want to like just have different Iron Man character tropes throughout the whole movie, like different like. I mean, the MCU, like the universe, you don't watch different Iron Man and like, you know, different character skins, yeah, <laughs> basically, because yeah. like, you know, you don't want to keep doing that over and over again. So they definitely tried to to emulate that, but they didn't do it well. And they kind of, I don't know, like, it's, it's just kind of getting to that point now where it's like getting tiresome, like where you really like Iron Man, but it's like Tony Stark, but you're like... I don't want to see that in somebody else. So well, because they they already made that mistake. Yeah. We, we we already watched that movie. That was Age Age of Ultron. That was, yeah, was Ultron. a lot of them. Well, yeah, Ultron especially, but a lot of them had the sarcastic stuff, and it mm-hmm. felt like a lot of them weren't taking the whole movie seriously. And when Tony Stark is being sarcastic, a lot of other people tend to kind of call him out for being like, "Why are you being kind of a jerk? Are you taking it seriously and stuff?" And and it works. Mm-hmm. But when like in that whole movie, nobody was taking it seriously, and it really showed, and it just felt like, "What are you guys just joking around?" The world's about to explode you know and then it felt like they kind of got away from that like dr strange is kind of a quippy guy but he does it intelligently and he's not just like being a uh, you know a jerk the whole time he's kind of like he's sarcastic because he's like hey i'm a medical guy and this is really weird stuff going on around me i'm just gonna make some jokes about it because what the heck else can i do you guys are using space magic you know but he's not sassy he's not iron man sassy he's a different character yeah but captain marvel just kind of feels like Oh, it's female Iron Man. She's kind of quippy, and her and Samuel L. Jackson are like friends from the moment they meet, even though that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, I don't know. The, but the two of them, like, the side characters are what makes this movie, mm-hmm. honestly. If this was more Captain Marvel with less charismatic characters around her, it would be more unbearable. Because yeah. her on her own, she, she works as part of the group, so the scenes that are centered on her lose a little bit of their, their fun. 
but the scenes that have her interacting with Nick Fury or her interacting with the scrolls or whoever else, all of the side characters make the movie better. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, because yeah, I mean, and that's why she was able to kind of come into the Avengers and she felt a little bit better in that one, but still kind of was I think they filmed those scenes in the Endgame before they did the movie. Well, I think Marvel. so, because I think Infinity War and Endgame were both made at the same time, and yeah. they were made farther out than Captain Marvel was. So she still seemed kind of awkward, but like it played a little bit better than she did when she was on her own, because she has a lot of those moments. Um, you want to have the character moments where they're by themselves, and they're trying to figure things out, and they have these kind of just epiphanies, if you will, you know, in their life, and so it kind of grows the character. But she didn't have any of those. She kind of is powerful stays powerful the only thing is holding her back is like a little chip on her her neck and then she just kind of takes that out there's no like struggle to like oh I, this is why it's here this is why you know there's nothing to it it's just she just kind of overpowers it and takes it off and it's like okay and you know and that's just kind of the whole movie she just is overpowerful and she kind of struggles a little bit in like the last fight which is cringy already because it has that no doubt song playing over yeah it. i know that was like i was like uh here we go <laughs> yeah so she kind of struggles a little bit there because she's kind of she hasn't been full power up until now, but other times she's used it casually, like, you know, just normally. Well, like, she blew up the jukebox. Well, I didn't feel like she struggled that much in that fight. Yeah. That was the thing. That was why it was like, I get that you have full access to your powers, but it would be like if you threw Tony Stark the nanotech suit in 2008. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just know how to use it. That's not how that works. You know, you got to learn your craft a little bit. And yeah. she, she, she doesn't really stumble. She only stumbles because she has the amnesia. But it's not like the the amnesia was just her forgetting her own past. It wasn't like she had memorized the instructions for how to work her powers and then forgot them. Yeah. That doesn't, that's not how that should work. That didn't make any sense. And the other thing, too, is that, like, like you were saying, she comes in and she's all-powerful. And I think, my, the, again, the bigger problem with Captain Marvel is the characterization of her and the way that she embraces her powers. Yeah. Because when she shows up in Endgame, because she's supposed to be a human being. She's a person like me and you or, you know, anybody who is just, she's a person. She has earthly experiences and an earthly life. The only difference is she's been embedded with all these powers and she uses them for the greater good, you know. Um, that's great. But then in, she shows up in Endgame and she's acting like she's above all of those around her. She's acting like she's like they're all beneath her, like they were just waiting for her to come in. She's acting like Thor. Yeah. Thor is Thor. Thor is a god. He's 1,500 years old. He's in the same room as her, you know? But instead, she's talking like, no, you guys just won. You guys just lost because you didn't have me. Why are you so mean to these people? You're just a person. You're just yeah. a human being. And they're, you're all just trying to help, you know? So I, I, I don't get it. I don't, she, she as a character doesn't make any sense because she should be at least kind of relatable. Tony yeah. Stark is a human being, and uh, Captain America is a human being. And so we can look at them and say... I, uh, I, I get why he would think that. I understand why he would think that. But then you watch a Thor movie and you're like, this Thor guy is kind of an idiot because yeah. he's from a different world and he doesn't understand our culture when he comes in here. Mm -hmm. You know, We should be able to easily relate to the human being characters and use that as a point to laugh and not understand why Why does somebody like Thanos think he's right? You know, mm -hmm. But Captain Marvel is, is a human being and she's not relatable at all. And it's so messy because it really stands out because she's the only person who's so poorly written like that. Yeah. And I think that's in, in her movie and it follows through into, into, into Endgame. Yeah, that's a really good point is that she loses relatability because they pumped her up to be this massively powerful character when they didn't need to. Like, they didn't need to kind of, you know, in interviews, Kevin Feige's like, oh, yeah, she's the strongest Avenger. It's like, fine, like, but you didn't need to say it. Like, because then it puts a lot of pressure on the, the filmmakers, the, the writers and whatnot to 
to make her that to kind of establish her as that otherwise you know we're like she's not that strong you know what i mean yeah because like, otherwise like they, they 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 need to show that in some way yeah and it's like you need to show not tell and unfortunately when you when you tell then you need to really make sure you show it properly yeah. and that and or otherwise it feels really underwhelming like you said she's the strongest adventure but she's not uh she doesn't do much it's like well okay fine she's the strongest adventure and look she blows up thanos's ship all on her own and it's like mm. okay doesn't Tony Stark have satellites in orbit? Why didn't that happen? Yeah. You know? Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just kind of put, like, a lot of... I felt like a lot of, you know, like, trouble for the, the filmmakers to, yeah. to do that. And it's unfortunate because they probably really had an idea of what they wanted to make. And they were kind of just like, oh, well, you know, we'll just try to mold it around this. And they did the best they could. Unfortunately, it didn't come out well. Well, I just think that with all that kind of stuff, the social media stuff just really gets in the way of it. Yeah. You know? We've seen things like this with Star Wars and stuff, too. But at the end of the day, I think people who make movies need to just make their movie and just see what people think of it. And if they get angry, then they get angry. Yeah. You know? Say we want to be like the Star Wars prequels, but George Lucas wasn't on Twitter every day going, Oh, you guys just didn't get it. You guys uh, Anakin Skywalker is really powerful. Uh, Metachlorians are a thing now. No. He, he made his movies, love them or hate them, they stand as they were made, you know? I mean, except from the special editions, I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking, but like, but Captain Marvel was made, and then if people, when people had backlash, uh, Kevin Feige and Brie, Brie Larson were like going off on people on Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, hey, can you guys calm down? We're, 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 <laughs> yeah. we're, we're all just trying to enjoy some stuff here, and you made a confusing movie, and we're confused by it, and now you're angry at us for asking questions. Yeah. And so it just feels really, really misguided. And the whole thing is just, just felt messy from from, oh, yeah. from the get-go. Because, again, it was them trying to shoehorn in, oh, she's been here the entire time. She's been in this universe longer than anybody else. And you just haven't heard about her at all. In fact, that little black and white picture of her is the whole reason that they're called the Avengers and not the uh, Protectors or whatever that, that yeah. was. And I was like, you didn't need to do that. You didn't need yeah. to, like, shoehorn all this information all this information in or anything mm -hmm. like that just feels it, it makes it feel really clunky yeah and, and like things like that shoving in these kind of ideas and things well, goes along with you know the thing that made me most mad which shouldn't have been a thing is you know, how Nick Fury loses his eye oh. because it was so cool how he was established in like Winter Soldier which is my favorite movie in the MCU and now it's just like oh it was a silly thing and it's oh yeah because it was it was vague but it was vague in the sense of like there's a there's an impressive story here, yeah. but you aren't fit to hear it. Kind Here's, of like that—that that was more what it was. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a secret for for only my ears. Pretty much. And then we see it, and it's like—I mean, it would—it would—it would always be underwhelming if you show that. That's like mm -hmm. filmmaking 101. Is when you tease something like that that happens off screen, you shouldn't show it. Yeah. You know, like those tropes of. I hate that I can't come up with a better example of this, but like on the Big Bang Theory, they talk about um, Howard's mother being like really ugly and stuff, but they never show her because it would never live up to the jokes that they make. They, they know how to write that, you know? Yeah. But here they have this comment about how last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. Ooh, that sounds really mysterious. And he's a really mysterious person with a, with a dark, shady past. And it was a cat and we yeah. saw it happen. And it was really just like, and then, like and then the, the, they like exposit the information to you through the scroll who's like, oh, that's more than just a cat. You'll see that won't heal properly. And then we're like, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Fine. That's the whole thing. That's why he wears an eye patch and why he looks cool. That that's so boring. That's so sad. <laughs> it's like yeah. it should have been so much better, and it could have been so much better. He could have been shot in the face in this movie, and it would have been like, there it is. Yeah, that's good. They could they they could have even done it better within the context of the movie, or just not done it. And I wouldn't yeah. have thought anything of it. 
Nick Fury could have just had two eyes the whole movie, and I wouldn't have been like, now how come we didn't get to see where he lost the eye? I don't care. I know there's like 12, 12 years in between when these movies happen. Mm-hmm. You know? Again, yeah, like, kind of going back to when this movie shoved in the timeline, it's like, we get it, it's the 90s, there's 90s music playing, she's wearing a 90s Wait, nail shirt. it's in the 90s? I had, no, I had no idea. Oh my gosh. Pay attention. Man. Because it this, is. I wish they told me at least ten times <laughs> with very, 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 very distinct things that only happened in the 90s. Yeah. Blockbuster? Flannel, apparently, was only <laughs> Wrapped around her waist? Yes. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, just kind of this weird... And we talked about it the last time. We, we, talked, we don't like these kind of, like weird like time jump movies where it's like oh this was take back like other than like captain america which had to happen then yeah because he's you know that's when he was more prevalent it's when they needed him more and like so for him to like freeze and stuff that made sense but this one is like it didn't need to be the 90s it could have been you know i don't know like early 2000s maybe i don't know or it, well it could have just it could have in like, theory maybe been modern day i think that the whole thing was just structured really weird well i think the part of it is that this this feels a little like a phase two movie or an early phase three yeah. movie but instead they crammed it into late phase three and to try to be and again the whole see she's been there the whole time you just didn't know it and it's it, it makes it feel like oh you so you just you're like i i've been an avid viewer of these for years and now you're playing me for a fool by just trying to say that this hero was here the whole time when she wasn't you just didn't have the foresight to include this minor character from the beginning because you didn't you knew that because you knew that she wouldn't get the same notoriety as an iron man or a captain america so you didn't want to put her movie out that early it's like that's fine but don't treat it like she's the all the all-powerful god who's going to save the day and she's been here since day one because she's been there since day one. She didn't come back in 2012 when the Avengers needed help saving New 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 York from the first worldwide alien mass pa- mass epidemic. Yeah. She also didn't come back the other multiple times that this stuff happened. She didn't come back in Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that there was it was actually happening on a galactic wide scale, but we didn't see it yet. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it it makes it look silly when you go back and rewatch it in the context of, because. When the movie came out, I made a specific effort to, hey, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to watch all the MCU movies as they chronologically happened. So back in February or whatever, I watched Captain America first, and then I watched Captain Marvel in the theaters, and then I went home and watched all my other set leading up to Endgame. I was like, this was kind of an an interesting way to do it. It was cool because they're they're mostly in chronological order from release, but there's a couple things you have to shift around. And I was like, but it really makes it stand out that Captain Marvel just doesn't have anything to do with the story. Her story happens, and then you just completely forget about her for 17 movies. Yeah, and that's what they really did well was connecting them, and this one just feels so disconnected that you're, like, taken out of it, and you're like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know how to feel about this character. And again, she was not that popular, so I don't know why they felt the need to shoehorn her in. They wanted their own Wonder Woman, which, you know, DC, fortunately, does have that kind of really stand out you know female character and i think that's what they're trying to do is like oh we needed a female character and it's like you have a few already just use those ones you know you have some good ones in in your universe you know and in your kind of collection of comic book characters so use one of those but like they chose one that's kind of less popular and like you can just get one that's already established in the mcu kind of built her up like they did with scarlet witch but like you know she's already super powerful too she got her powers from the same like an infinity stone as well so So, I mean, I don't know what... Well, yeah, how about instead of adding in new female characters, write the ones you have better. I've had a problem with the way that Black Widow is written since day one. She doesn't feel like a real character. She feels really too, two dimensional. Mm -hmm. She's just sarcastic. She doesn't really have a personality beyond just being quippy. 
and they never wrote her that well. And when they finally did, they killed her off in the same movie. Yeah. And I was like, so you've had this woman here who's also like an avid supporter of female rights off screen. She she loves being the person who's kind of I'm the woman in the in the you know group. She's happy to to like fight for that cause and stuff. Mm-hmm. They aren't writing her well. And then they bring in another woman who they also aren't writing well. Yeah. It's it it feels really weird because they're trying to say. Um, they, it's, I, I don't know, it's like they're trying to retcon their own mistakes, and I think the biggest thing that you said that stuck with me that I hadn't even thought about is the fact that all these other movies, minorly or majorly, are connected, you know? Even even things like the Incredible Hulk movie, which is really disjointed because it's made by Universal, and it's it's like kind of, it's, it's, well, it's just got a really weird feel to the movie. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, just, it just doesn't have the same energy as all the other MCU movies do. They are still enough in there that makes it feel like this has a little piece in this universe yeah you know even though it's a different actor playing bruce banner you still feel like this this, this takes place here there you've got the uh, general ross in the movie and it's the same actor who carries through as general ross later on and there's a there's a the throwaway scene with tony tony stark at the end and you're like this this works but they didn't do that because they, they also tried to overdo it in Captain Marvel. They're like, no, see, it connects. See, look, there's there's a Tesseract. Oh, look, there's there's Nick Fury. See, it connects. It's that she's been here the whole time. It's like, no, she hasn't. Yeah. Just no. It's kind of the problem I had with uh, Homecoming as well, is because they kept doing that, shoving in the references and everything. But it kind of like they did it in a little bit better way in that one. It's just I get tired of them in, in, in any of these movies. Is they're like, hey, it's connected. Remember, remember. Here's all the other Avengers. Remember? Like, I get it. Yeah, I remember. Calm down. I just saw like you know. We all movies. we all saw Civil War. We get it. He knows <laughs> yeah. he, he knows the other Avengers. So I mean, yeah. All, all said and done, it, it's a bland, kind of boring movie. It, it tries to be something, but it doesn't. It fails at it pretty much. And it's like we're not trying to like just 100% bash it, but it's. Though we did spend 20 minutes doing that. Yeah, it's exactly what we did. But you know. There are some good moments in it. There are some good things that, you know, you can definitely pick out, but there's just not enough of it to be like, oh, this is a great movie. Oh, I, I think, I think this a lot. The bad stuff just really weighs it down. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's good stuff. And you might even be having fun watching a scene and you're like, oh, this this could be a really fun thing. And then you're like, oh, but it's there's that. Way. Or or it was too fast or there's or whatever. There's always a little asterisk on the things that you're trying to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of gets brought down a lot. And it's and it's and it's too bad because I, I, I like the MCU. I want to like all the movies that they put out but that just felt just felt really underwhelming but better the second time around it was nice to get it out of endgame shadow for re-watching it because i I hadn't seen it a second time until like a week ago and i was like this is better this definitely is a better movie i don't i don't hate it it's definitely not the lowest low of the mcu we've already talked about that one (laughs) um but it's definitely not one of the greats it's it it has a fair share of flaws and so oh yeah i mean definitely like we I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just... It's not that good. It's not that good. <laughs> so, we, like... Yeah, again, second viewing is better, but... I can't say it any different than you did, so I'm not going to try. But, yeah, that's been another episode of... You know, it's not that bad. Unfortunately, this one was still not that good. But not the worst. But it, de- it definitely improved. Yeah. From first viewing to second viewing, it definitely gave me a better perspective on it. Because I remember I just really didn't like the movie the first time. And it, it, yeah. it went from like a strong dislike to more of a casual dislike. And more of just kind of a... I mean, like, I'm never going to pick the movie out of, of the shelf to watch on its own. But like, when, when I inevitably do another MCU viewing, I probably won't be dreading watching this one. The yeah. same way that I do when I'm like, oh, I got to watch Thor The Dark World next. <laughs> 
Exactly, exactly. There are yeah. some that I'm really like, I don't want to have to do this, but that this one, I don't think I'm going to think the same thing of. I think yeah. it's it's kind of just mediocre. Falls falls right in the middle. It's like Iron Man 2. I'm mm. like, okay, let's it's do it. There, yeah. It's fine. I let's mean, go. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely still in the bottom of, for me, but... I, like, I, I was dreading watching it again. Then I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. All right, it's there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, well, we're definitely going to do a lot more of these. We got a whole bunch that we planned out. And, you know, different retrospectives, different, it's not that bad episodes. We're going to do some TV stuff. Yeah, we've got a lot thinking. of, we got a lot of quality content coming your way, folks. Oh, yeah. So, you know, my two listeners, gear up for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, of course, you can follow the podcast at Jordan JV Talk on Instagram. That's the only place I really have it. Listen on, like, different places. For Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. Two popular places. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll catch you again. We're going to start the outro. Yeah, this is the outro. I think we started it. Yeah, this is the middle of the outro. This is the middle of it. This is a weird one. And I think I think this is the end of the outro. This is the end of it. Alrighty. 